Sri Sai Sacharitra, The Wonderful Life and Teachings of Shirdi Sai Baba, A Modern Rendering. Chapter 4 In the last chapter, I described the circumstance which led me to write the Sri Sacharitra. Let me now describe the coming of Baba to Shirdi. Mission of the Saints Lord Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, Whenever there is a decay of dharma and a rise of unrighteousness, I manifest myself. For the protection of the virtuous, the destruction of the vicious, and the establishment of righteousness, I manifest myself in age after age. This is the mission of the Lord and the sages and saints who are his representatives. They appear at appropriate times and work in their own way to set matters right by their words and actions. Times when spiritual preceptors are not respected but dishonored, when there is no respect for spiritual teachings, when people think themselves very learned when people partake in forbidden foods and intoxicating drinks, when people indulge in malpractices under the guise of spirituality, when people of different sects fight among themselves, when Brahmins fail to do their spiritual practices, when yogis neglect their meditation, when people think that wealth, children, and wife are the sole concern and turn away from the path of liberation, the sages and saints serve as beacons of light and show the true path to us to follow. In this way, many saints, such as Nivriti, Yanadev, Muktabai, Namdev, Gora, Eknat, Tukaram, Nahahari, Ramdas, and others appeared at times to show the way to people. And so Sri Sai Baba came to Shirdi. Shirdi, a holy gathering place. The banks of the Gadabri River in the Ahmednagar district are very fortunate. They had given birth and refuge to many a saint, prominent among them being Yanishwar. Shirdi also falls in the Ahmednagar district. After crossing the Godavari River in Kopagan, one finds the way to Shirdi. When you go nine miles, you come to Nimagan. From there, Shirdi is visible. Shirdi is as famous and well-known as other holy places on the banks of the Krishna River. As Damaji blessed Mangalaveda and caused it to flourish, as Ramdas blessed Sajanagar, as Sri Narasimha blessed Saraswati Bhadi, so did Sainath bless and make Shirdi flourish. Baba's Personality 
rich or poor, were the same to him. He did not know or care for honor or dishonor. He was the Lord of all beings. It is on account of Baba that Shruti grew in importance. Let us see what sort of person Sai Baba was. He conquered samsara, which is very difficult and hard to cross. Peace and mental calm were his ornament. He was the repository of all wisdom. He was the home for Vishnu devotees. He was the most generous and was the quintessence of all essences. He had no love for perishable things and was always engrossed in self-realization, which was his sole concern. He felt no pleasure in the things of this world or in the world beyond. His heart was as clear as a mirror and his speech always rained nectar. Rich or poor were the same to him. He did not know or care for honor or dishonor. He was the Lord of all beings. He spoke freely and mixed with all people, saw the acting and dancing of notch girls and heard gajal songs. Still, he swerved not an inch from samadhi. The name of God was always on his lips. While the world was awake, he slept. And while the world slept, he was vigilant. Inside, he was as calm as the deep sea. His ashram could not be determined, nor could his actions be definitely determined. Though he lived in one place, he knew all the transactions of the world. His inner circle was imposing. Daily he told hundreds of stories. Still, he swerved not an inch from his silence. Whether he leaned against the wall in the masjid or walked towards Lendi and the Chavadi, he was always abiding in the self. Though a siddha, he acted like a sadaka. He was modest, humble, egoless, and pleased all. Such was Sai Baba. As Sai Baba's feet walked on the soil of Shirdi, it attained extraordinary importance. As Yanishwar elevated Alandi, as Eknat did to Paitan, so Sai Baba raised Shirdi. Blessed are the leaves of grass and stones of Shirdi, for they could easily kiss the holy feet of Sai Baba. To devotees, Shirdi became another Pandapur, Jagannath, Dwarka, Benares, Rameshwar, Vajrakedar, Nasik, Triambakeshwar, Ujjain, Mahakaleshwar, or Mahabaleshwar. Contact with Sai Baba in Shirdi was like our Veda and Tantra. It quieted our samsara and made self-realization easy. The darshan of Sri Sai was our yoga sadhana, and our talking with him removed our sins and karmas. Shampooing his legs was our bath in the Triveni Prayag, and drinking the holy water from his feet destroyed our desires. 
To us, his commands were Vedas, and accepting his udi and prasad was all purifying. He was our Sri Krishna and Sri Rama who gave solace. He was our Parabrahman. He was beyond the pair of opposites, never dejected nor elated. He was always engrossed in his self as existence, consciousness, and bliss. Shirdi was his center, but his field of action extended far and wide. Sai Baba's fame spread far, and people from afar came to take his darshan and be blessed. By mere darshan, the minds of people, whether pure or unpure, would at once become quiet. They received the same unparalleled joy that devotees had at Pandapur by seeing Lord Vital. This is not an exaggeration. Consider what devotees say in this respect. Statement of an Old Devotee An old devotee named Uli Bhuva was about 95 years old, a pilgrim of Pandapur, the center of worship for Lord Vitoba. He stayed for eight months at Pandapur and four months on the banks of the Ganges River. He had a donkey to carry his luggage and a disciple as his companion. Every year he made his trip to Pandapur, he came to Shirdi to see Baba, who he loved most. He used to stare at Baba and say, This is Vital Incarnate, the merciful Lord of the poor and helpless. He attested that Sai Baba was the real Vitoba. Lord Vital appears. Sai Baba was very fond of remembering and singing God's name. He always uttered, Allah Malik, God is one, and made others sing God's name continuously in his presence day and night for seven days. This is called Namasapta. Once he asked Dasganu to do the Namasapta, Dasganu replied that he would do it provided that Lord Vital would appear at the end of the seventh day. Then Baba, placing his hand on his chest, assured him that Lord Vital would appear, but the devotee must be sincere and devoted. The Dankapuri of Takunath the Pandahari of Vital and the Dwarka of Krishna are all in Shirdi. One need not go far to see Dwarka. Will Vital come here from some other place? He is here. Only when the devotee is bursting with love and devotion will Vital manifest himself in Shirdi. After the Sapta was over, Vital did manifest himself in the following manner. Kaka Saheb was sitting in meditation after his bath when he saw Lord Vital in a vision. When he went for Baba's darshan at noon, Baba asked him directly, Did Vital come? Did you see him? He is a very absentee fellow. Catch him firmly, otherwise he will escape if you are a little inattentive. This happened in the morning. 
and by noon there was another Lord Vital Darshan. A vendor had come from outside to sell pictures of Vital. This picture exactly matched the image that appeared in Kaka Saheb's vision. On seeing this and remembering Baba's words, he was very surprised and delighted. He bought a picture of Vital and placed it in his shrine for worship. Baba leads man to worship. How fond Baba was of Vital worship is illustrated in Bhagavan Trao's story. Bhagavan Trao's father was a devotee of Lord Vitoba and made annual trips to Pandapar. He also had an image of Lord Vitoba that he worshipped at home. After his death, the son stopped all forms of the family's worship to Vitoba. When Bhagavan Trao came to Shirdi, Baba immediately said about him, His father was my friend, so I dragged the son here, because he never offered Naivedia. He starved Vital and me, so I brought him here. I shall scold him now and have him start to do worship. Baba gives miracle bath to Dasganu. The Hindus think that a bath in the Prayag, the confluence where the Ganga and Yamuna rivers meet, is very notorious. Thousands of pilgrims go there for a sacred bath. Once Dasganu thought he should go to the Prayag for a bath and came to get Baba's permission. Baba replied, It is not necessary to go so far. Our Prayag is here, believe me. Then wonder of wonders, when Dasganu placed his head on Baba's feet, out flowed streams of Ganga and Yamuna water from both of Baba's toes. Seeing this miracle, Dasganu was overwhelmed with feelings of love and adoration and was full of tears. He was so inspired, he burst into a song in praise of Baba and his Leelas. Baba's first appearance in Shirdi, the four flames and his guru's samadhi. No one knew the parents' birth or birthplace of Sai Baba. Many inquiries were made, many questions were put to Baba and others, but no satisfactory information has yet been obtained. Practically, we know nothing about these matters. Namdev and Kabir were not born like ordinary mortals. They were found as infants and mothers of pearls. Namdev was found on the bank of the Bhimrati River and Kabir on the bank of the Bhagrati River. Similar was the case with Sai Baba. For the sake of devotees, he first manifested himself as a young lad of 16 under the name tree in Shirdi. Even then, he seemed to be full with knowledge of Brahman. He had no desire for worldly objects, even in dreams. He kicked out Maya, and Mukti was serving at his feet. One old woman of Shirdi, the mother of Nana Sahib, 
described him then. This young lad, fair, smart, and very handsome, was first seen under the neem tree in an asana. The people of the village were wonderstruck to see such a young lad practicing austerities, not minding heat or cold. By day he associated with none. By night he was afraid of no one. People wondered from where this young lad had turned up. His form and features were so beautiful that a mere look endeared him to all. He went to no one's door, always sat near the neem tree. Outwardly he looked very young, but his actions demonstrated he was truly a great soul. He was the embodiment of dispassion and a mystery to all. One day it so happened that the god Khandoba possessed the body of a devotee. People began to ask him, Deva, please, who is this blessed son's father and where did he come from? The god Khandoba asked them to bring a pickaxe and dig in a particular place. When it was dug, bricks were found underneath a flat stone. When the stone was removed, a corridor in which four lights were burning led to a cellar where cow-mouth-shaped structures, wooden boards, and necklaces were seen. Kandova said, This lad practiced penance here for twelve years. Then the people began to question the lad about this. He diverted them by telling them that it was his guru's holy spot and requested them to guard it well. The people then closed the corridor as before. As Ashwata and Odambar trees are held sacred, Baba regarded the neem tree at this holy spot as equally sacred and loved it the most. Malsapati and other Shirdi devotees regard this site as a Samadhi Stana, the burial place of Baba's Guru, and prostrate before it. Resting places for devotees are built in Shirdi. Hari Vinaksate bought the surrounding space around the neem tree and erected a big building. This wada, or pilgrim dwelling, initially was the only resting place for pilgrims who flocked to Shirdi. A platform was built around the neem tree and lofts with steps were constructed. Under the steps there is a niche facing south, and devotees sit on the platform facing north. It is believed whoever burns incense there on Thursdays and Friday evenings will, by God's grace, be happy. After some years, Dixit Swada was also constructed. Kakasaheb Dixit, who was a solicitor of Mumbai, had gone to England and injured his leg in an accident there. The injury could not be healed by any means. Nana Saheb advised him to go and see Baba. So he went to see Baba in 1909, but requested him to cure the lameness of his mind 
rather than that of his leg. He was so happy from Baba's darshan that he decided to reside in Shirdi. So he built a water for himself and other devotees. The foundation of this building was laid on December 10, 1910. On this day, two other important events took place. Dada Saheb was given permission to return home, and the night RT in the Chavadi commenced. The water was complete and became inhabited on Ramanavami Day in 1911 with due rites and formalities. Another wada, a palatial building, was built by the famous millionaire Mr. Bhuti of Nagpur. A lot of money was spent on this building, but it was well utilized, as Sai Baba's body is now resting there. It is called the Samadhi Mandir. The site of this Samadhi formerly had a garden, which was watered and looked after by Baba. And so, three waters were built. Of these, Sate's water was the most useful to all in those early days. Pranams to Sri Sai. Peace be to all. You've been listening to a modern rendering of Hamad Pant's The Sri Sai Satcharitra, The Wonderful Life and Teachings of Shirdi Sai Baba, edited and narrated by Monica Penaconda. For more content like this online, please go to divinelineage.org, saifamily.org, and peacefires.org. To learn more about Monica, please go to monicapenaconda.org.